What is going on, everybody? This is Candler English here with Training Ground Garage Talks. This is a space where we have open discussions about what it means to be a Christ-centered man in today's world. And we're so pumped to have you here with us. Let's dive in. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Candler English with TG Garage Talks. I'm here with Mr. Lee Hollis. Hola. And Mr. Corey Smith. Hello. We are uh, continuing the, uh, this series on three questions 20-somethings are asking themselves. Um, and right now, today, we are going to talk about um, where do I live my life? Um, you know, where uh, we want to decide to kind of walk out our journey and the importance of that decision and all the kind of ins and outs of that. So, um, yeah. Mr. Lee. Well, uh, so we were talking a little bit before about the importance of environment and mm -hmm. what that can even play in a home. And obviously you've hosted um, the TG guys over the summer for the last, I don't know, how many years? Ten, Ten years. Ten summers, yeah. Ten-ish. So yeah, mm -hmm. what, what are your views on that? Well, I, there's kind of two different things. Like we're talking about like where to live and then how to live, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would... If if I were if we were to address like where to live, mm -hmm. I would say, like some of that's going to be determined for you within reason. I mean, we do have some choices, but when you graduate college or your technical school or whatever, a lot of times the job offering will determine where you go. Mm -hmm. You know, but even in that consideration, you have to think about some things like, you know, like what do you want your life to be like? Like it may be a great job, but it may not be a great place to live. Yeah. You know, and if if you don't have the home life, you're going to be pretty miserable at whatever job you have, no matter how great it is, if it's not a place that, that you want to live. Mm. I do remember getting a call from my brother one time, um, and he was, like, trying to decide whether he should move home or not. And I just knew that he was a part of this great men's fellowship, and he received a lot of healing, a lot of growth from that group. And I was like, dude, that right there is everything. Yeah. Like if you have a community of men, a church, a fellowship, whatever that encourages you in your growth, makes you a better man, you're overall going to be happier and the other stuff is going to work out. Yeah. So um, I would say that just initially, throw that out to like, as one of the big things, I'm like where to live is like, where's the community? Yeah. Where are you going to grow? Where are you going to, where are you going to be challenged? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, we can talk about environment as well. Yeah. You know, um, but you guys want to hit that at all? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the idea, you know, even as Lee is talking about, you know, where's the healthy community? You know, we have guys ask this question every summer. And um, I'm going to press into you here in a minute, Candler, about your story about staying in Colorado after yeah. training around. But, um, you know, I think it is important to take some inventory in yourself like we had a guy this past summer who probably could have gotten a job in any city um you know in the united states and chose um chose a city that was probably more about community than it was about the job mm -hmm. um meaning like he um you know it was just really important and we knew that for him that stepping into a community not isolating not working like a dog, all were very important parts to him in the next step after training ground. And also not going back to toxic right. relationships and family right. and mm -hmm. history and stuff where, like, it's important that, like, if you 
have done a lot of growth and maturing that you're able to step out of the expectations of the people around you. And the nice thing about going somewhere new is that you can be whomever you want to be. Right. Right. And it is, it is that, um, I'm glad you mentioned that Lee, because there are seasons I, you know, I would recommend that people have, you know, fresh starts. Um, just because so much of their old life is wrapped up, maybe it is in their hometown or maybe it is in a town that they spent a long period of time in. But, you know, again, I think the idea of taking inventory and understanding and, and making an intentional decision about the location, you know, whether it is, you know, it is community, you know, it is, could be a job, you know, those could be, um, you know, obviously, you know, wise decisions, but, you know, location obviously feels like a big big part of this season of life so yeah, but i want to hear from you candler tell us tell us why you left north carolina and uh and moved here after your summer at training ground yeah i think um I, again taking inventory was huge for me i think in uh, it kind of like that process even progressed as i went throughout the summer and kind of addressed some problems or like things that really needed to be kind of tackled um so by the end of it um, I kind of had a pretty good idea of, okay, what do I need to pour into? What do I need to be around? Um, and, and what do I need to really step into in terms of like finding healing? Um, and I think for me, yeah, I, I thought about probably, I don't know, midway through the summer, I was like, okay, I'm ready to pull the trigger and get mm-hmm. out of here. Um, but two really I needed that fresh start. I needed to step away from what I knew and even my comfort, um, my kind of this like, I had a great community in North Carolina, but there were also, you know, it served its season, it served its time. Um, and I just really needed to, um, yeah, again, find that kind of newness and, and freshness of being able, like you said this throughout the whole summer, Lee, like you, we get to live like, we get to live in a, whatever story we want to, you right. know, um, we, we can create that for ourselves. And for me, that was a huge kind of first chapter in that. It's like, okay, like not only new state, but completely different part of the country and to the community here was, was really the biggest thing, I think. Well, I love, I love that you're able to give yourself permission and recognize that, you know what, this has been great. Yeah. And I think I have gotten from this place and these people what I can for now mm-hmm. yeah. not maybe forever but for now mm-hmm. and just that whole thing of leaving and cleaving mm-hmm. and creating a whole new world you know mm-hmm. um, I think that's huge yeah, and the fact that you have, gave yourself permission I love that yeah I think too the also the, the part that may be helpful in this process is um, is also opening again like what we talked about with toxic relationships but um, is opening up your life to others that know you well um, and kind of explaining the situation and seeing what their take on it is. Maybe it's a mentor or a father figure or even like a, a brother, you know, that would be like, hey, these are the opportunities. This is where I, I feel like, you know, you know, this is where I should end up for the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just giving other people access your world so yeah, being yeah. able to give you that fresh perspective I'm, I'm a firm believer that wherever you go there you are yeah. i mean like duh right yeah but like you can't just move away to get away from your bad habits those yeah. things will follow you mm-hmm. but the move the act of moving and getting into a new community will surround you with people 
that don't have the image of you set in one place, mm-hmm. but they're willing to grow with you where there may be some anchors back in the old places. But like whatever issues you had in North Carolina that you haven't dealt with, they're going to be here as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just is nice to have people that don't um, know your history maybe and able to hold you back in, in light of that. Yeah, completely. And two, I mean, kind of like we talked about last week, but like seeing things objectively. Um, you're able to just get that like fresh, straight cut like answer. Like I go, like, you know, talk to you guys. And it's like, bam, like you guys don't know the fullness. Like, I mean, obviously we've worked too, done story work. But um, but yeah, even just like getting, surrounding myself with new people that I can trust mm. um, has been huge, you know. Instead of just like, you know, you bring something to someone and they're like, oh, you're just the same OU and kind of laugh it off or whatever, you know. that. Well, and I think one of the principles which you had brought up earlier, um, but I think for you specifically, like how often you just go traipsing off into the mountains yeah. or Garden of the Gods or oh, do right. something like that right. and just like... <clears throat> Like, if you're a recreational guy, mm-hmm. like, you want to go somewhere where you can have those recreation options to help alleviate the stresses of life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that you have things that will feed you wherever you are. Yeah. You know, so if that's if that's the ocean, live near the ocean. Or if you need, if you need the four seasons, then get in the mountains mm-hmm. or whatever, or get in the Midwest. But uh, I, I think those recreational options are a super huge part of maintaining a healthy lifestyle yeah. and being happy. Well, and that was something that I learned, like, coming out of New York even. Like, I was there for five years, and, like, yeah, it's, like, it's cold or hot. You don't really see any of the leaves. But coming out here, it's, like, you get the beauty of the city, like, which is awesome for me, like, the arts and everything. But also, yeah, you can drive ten minutes, and you're in the middle of nowhere, which is mm-hmm. which is sick, so... And an hour and a half, you're in ski territory, yeah, you know. Yeah, completely, yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, super important, I think. Um, but, too, I mean, I guess that can lead into the environment piece. Like, we could maybe dive into that a little more in terms of even, like, like we talked about a few weeks ago, like, even just how you decorate your room or how you lay that out or yeah. a house or a home. I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of... Uh, of a uh, stress-free, peaceful home, if yeah. at all possible. And, you know, a lot of times that means that I'm buying, you know, furniture that's been used. But that also means that when I have guests and they put their nasty feet up on my couch, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be worried about it, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. I, I just. Uh, but, no, like, I... Like, I when I used, I sold books door to door during college to earn money, and they had these books called Peanut Butter and Jelly Books, yeah. which were kids' books that kids could just, like, you could hold it up by one page and it wouldn't tear, and it was just peanut butter covered, and you could wipe oh, it off. No. And it's kind of like, I want my house to be like that, too. Yeah. I want it to be a peanut butter and, house, peanut butter and jelly house. Yeah. Like, like, you can get it messy and wipe it down and live, and I want you to feel special while you're here as well. Like, this is your home, mm-hmm. this is my home, and you're welcome here. All that you are is welcome here, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, whatever, wherever that conversation goes, like, like I want to embody that for people, and I want my home to embody that as well, mm-hmm. and have lots of lots of spaces um, where you can just sit and converse. And you know that I just recently moved my. I was in the basement because there's a nice space down there. I moved back up to the master bedroom. But when I came up here, one of the choices I decided was, like, there was nothing coming into this space 
that I had not looked at and had not chosen to be here. Mm. You know, so I think as far as like where you live and then how you live, yeah. like having things in your space that um, that you've chosen to be there yeah. that don't represent stress or bad family history. Um, yeah. And I think too, like, like for me, I like, I like finding things to put in my house and each one of those things has a memory, but I've been in some houses that are pretty much like hotels, like people pay them to decorate yeah. and like, like there's no connection to anything. Yeah. It's just all superficial. And yeah. But like the chair you're sitting in, I got it from my brother-in-law's father who was up in his attic. He had four of them. And there's these great oak chairs. He's like, do you want these? I'm like, yeah, I yeah, love these so chairs. Funny. They kind of look like like elect, like you're uh, going to get electrocuted. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big, thick, wooden oak you know, chairs. But anyway, all that to say I'm is that in, environment and place you live and connection and making choices that bring peace, uh, have resources for you available in community. You know, those things are all, all mm-hmm. huge as far as hosting people and where you live. Yeah. I, I think it's important too, like Lee, I think you've done an incredible job for the last 10 years in the idea of going, how, how do we intentionally set up the space for the training ground house? And we've had dozens of conversations about what, what a training ground property or what a training ground house needs to have, mm, yeah. you know, and there are intentional spaces. It's not like we just throw a bunch of furniture in a house and we're like, Hey guys, you can live there. Hmm. Um, you know, there are places of conversation. There are places of teaching. There are places of, sharing a meal together that's a big deal we have a big we have a big table here at the training ground house and um you know 12 people 12 14 people can sit at it and eat one meal together and so um even as kind of we are kind of going to the next level of like you know what's the location you know also once you find that location how are you intentional with that space um you know I, i think lee has some incredible areas that are just sitting areas like some of them are set up for groups some of them are set up for just one-on-one conversation. Yeah. You know, even l- last year we built on some privacy walls so we could, you know, sit in the backyard and not feel like the neighbors were kind of poking their noses over the fence, which was really, really important with the work we do. So, again, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, and, you know, Lee has done a great job also at creating a, a place that's a refuge. I mean, mm-hmm. I think um, anybody that works outside the house, which is very different now with COVID, but people that work outside the house – they need their home to be a refuge, a place to recharge, to just reorient themselves, recalibrate themselves um, in the evening. And I, I think, you know, like I said, I think Lee's done a great job with that. But, yeah, completely. I mean, yeah, I mean, just to hit those points, like, as an alumni from TG, like, literally coming out of the dust, working eight hours a day and just stepping into the space and, like, everyone's there, it literally just was this, like, and then we're all sitting around the table and just, like, crushing whatever mm-hmm. food we cooked up. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, we, that's huge. And I, I didn't, I never knew the value of that until I came here. Sure. Like, I would just always, you know, eat my takeout sushi alone in, in front of, in front of the TV or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's huge. Like, like, I didn't grow up in a family where we sat down to eat meals together. But then later in life, I got to participate in a family that did that. and. Yeah. Just that together time. And so <clears throat> that's one of the things I love about guys coming to the training ground is that we don't eat until everybody's at the table mm-hmm. yeah. because you're a part of this family. And if you're not here, you're missed. And yeah. and we can't move on without you, you know. And yet think of all the joking and ribbing and stories and all that stuff that happened around that table. Yeah. 
you know, it's just it's the pretty... unpacking of the day, the sharing of stories, yeah, right? Completely, or just everyone's pissed off and sitting <laughs> down and shoveling food in their face. But even that, doing that together, yeah, is something so mm-hmm. special. Well, like, guys calling home to get mom's recipe, or yeah, yeah, sticky chicken, and show you talk about <laughs> yeah, sticky so chicken. No, <laughs> <laughs> we don't we'll need to relive any trauma. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for TG Garage Talks. We are currently accepting applications for Training Ground Colorado 2022 and Training Ground Chattanooga 2022. Now guys, I cannot begin to tell you how life-changing Training Ground has been for me. So if anything we've talked about in this episode or in other episodes have stirred anything in your heart, um, please, man, look into coming out with us. It's going to be a blast, and we can't wait to have you. You can find us at www.trainingground.com, and you can also find us on Instagram at Training Ground Colorado, as well as Training Ground Chattanooga. Well, until next time, guys, this has been Candler English with Training Ground Garage Talks. See you soon.